a very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast with your host, Paul Lowe. Paul offers wisdom, insights and tips for living a healthy, meaningful, purposeful life. On the back of overcoming extreme adversity, Paul has a proven track record of achieving life-enhancing results. He offers empowering advice and guidance to help people develop a mindset for success so that they can live with more happiness and prosperity. Through his Mastering the Game of Life podcast and books, Paul also helps people to get their own inspirational messages and powerful stories out into the world, as well as being involved in supporting many charitable organisations in their development, fundraising and projects. Hello listeners and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Today I'm joined by a lady who describes herself as a mom, a businesswoman, an author and a coach. Originally from South Africa but now living in London, Mary Lee Stavillius is the author of a book called Raw, How to Tame the Bully Inside and Out. Mary Lee's a very, very warm welcome to you. Thank you, Paul. Delighted to be here. So, I suppose a good a place as any, Marilise, raw, how to tame the bully inside out. And I know you don't particularly like that word bully, but that inspired you actually to take uh, some action and do something about it, didn't it? Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I uh, was in a, a situation, unfortunately, uh, in a bullying situation a, a few years ago. Um, so working in a corporate environment and doing really well and yeah, just, just sort of got to the point where because of a bully, I, I reached the point of burnout. So mentally and physically was, was really struggling. Um, but, but most importantly, the relationships with the people that I love the most for so my husband and my two boys were, were really struggling. Yeah. So I decided to leave. I decided to um, get myself out of that environment. Um, it took me four years, a very long time, but eventually I've managed to get my life back on track. And uh, I was so, um, I was so, not surprised, but so almost angry um, at a time, you know, when I realized how how many people are actually in bullying situations at work that I actually decided to write the book. Mm. Yes. So, I mean, your experience of bullying, Marilise, was it in that in that one corporate context or have you experienced or witnessed other aspects of it throughout your life? So I, I didn't. I wasn't aware of it throughout my life. I think the. Um, it's fair to say that I only became aware of it in the in the situation which I describe in the book. Um, but then, once you become more aware, of course, you realise that it happened throughout um, your career in various sort of um, contexts. Um, uh, you know, various degrees. Um, yeah. So I would say that it's been. It's been prevalent you know um throughout but but you're not necessarily aware of it because when you're young and you're ambitious and you work in these kind of highly um competitive corporate environments and you you want to sort of you know impress you 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 tolerate a lot of bad behaviors and and obviously because you don't know any better you think that's just the way it's being done and of course people are in positions of power so automatically you have that sense of you know respect for people that are more senior than you so you don't necessarily question their behavior mm. so what's your interpretation of of bullying because i think it's one of those words marilise is it not that 
you know, in our lives, our everyday general lives, we, it's one of those words that we throw around. But I suppose it's got so many different meanings to so many different people. What, how would you describe bullying? What does that mean to you? I, I dealt with a very aggressive um, person. So I, for me, it was, it was verbal abuse. It was the constant putting down, you know, so it's that sort of, you know, talking down on people, demeaning, they're being very demeaning. Um, and it's that sort of consistency, it's repeated um, behavior. So, I mean, it, take, it takes many forms and I do, I do define it in my book, but it's, it's, it's very much characterized by the repeated mistreatment of people. So obviously um, in my case, it was verbal abuse, but it could also be things like, you know, um, sabotaging so you can actively sabotage people's work you know preventing them from getting work done that's also a very sort of um, key tactic that's often used um, and, and really when I talk about bullies I sort of describe two levels of bullies I talk about people that have a sense of entitlement so saying you know I'm entitled um, to something you know or to a certain position in the organization for example um, and then the, the 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 sort of next degree you know um is is, is around exploitation so willing to exploit people at um, you know um, at all costs so i want to be the winner and i will be i will make you the loser so all the tactics to to really um, make the person you know, feel like, feel like they are the problem. And that's how I felt. Like I genuinely felt that I was the one that was the problem every single day. So the lessons you learned, Marilise, as a result of, if we can be allowed to call it, your corporate experience, have you found that those are transferable across life in general? So if we can create a scenario where, I don't know, a relationship, for example, where there may be you know, a, a personal relationship where there may be bullying going off. Is there a kind of common set of behaviours, attitudes, things that go with this, this very, very big and broad banner called bullying that actually equally apply? And I know you've kind of just described that a little bit, but I suppose your learnings that you took from corporate life particularly, have you then found that those lessons are transferable into everyday life you can pass that advice on to other people. I mean, absolutely, Paul. Um, this is this is typically, you know, the personalities that you deal with are narcissistic personalities, and um, um, it's it's an extreme narcissistic personality. So, someone who, you know, are sort of really high on that sort of spectrum um, of personality disorders, um, who's actually a really dangerous individual, you know. So. Um, I don't make light of it, um, and you see this um, equally manifesting in personal relationships as well. So, absolutely transferable. Um, what was what was really interesting for me um, when I started writing the book was to discover the role that I played, sort of as a kind of so-called kind of codependent in that relationship. And you see that a lot um, in personal relationships, don't don't you? So, it's that sort of um, you know, this person has control and power over you. So the big lesson that I've learned is, and, and what I'm really encouraging people to do is to, to hold on to their power, to take back their power, you know, to find that sort of inner confidence. And, 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 and that's, that's the whole kind of um, ethos of the book as well, is to find your roar 
um, is to speak up and to really um, say, you know, this is not okay. You don't treat me like this, you know. Um, so, so absolutely, you know, corporate and personal. Um, I talk about the four superpowers. So the only four things that we can ever control in our life is our thoughts and our feelings and, you know, what we say and what we do. So I describe the sort of thoughts and feelings as the inner game. And so the importance of winning the inner game and then, of course, the importance of winning the outer game. So your, your communication, you know, and really encouraging people to have difficult conversations. Um, that's, that's really important. I love what you said there around thoughts and feelings. There's something that, and I don't know why this is, but over the last few days has been, it's like, yeah, very, very strong within me. And um, about, and I think it's come from Louise Hay originally, but it's around... You know, whatever bad situations we have in life, we usually start from our thoughts and a thought can be changed because our thoughts influence our feelings, don't they? And, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when we're sitting there kind of feeling down or under the weather or, or whatever the, the emotion is or the experience, it's having the awareness, is it not? Just saying, okay, where's this thought? Where's this negative thought come from? This, this fear-driven thought? Where's, where's this all come from? Because it's not real, but it's having that awareness. And sometimes when you're trapped, what I describe as the bottom of a, a dark pit, it can be very, very difficult to adopt that simple thinking, can't it? Absolutely. Um, and it's interesting you mentioned Louise Hay, because I've been listening um, to her um, amazing, you know, like I've been listening to her books a lot recently. And it's that sort of power of positive affirmations and you know, positive language and passive, positive thoughts, you know, I can, you know, I do love myself. It's those sorts of things. And it is true. It's so hard for people to actually um, speak to themselves um, in, a, in a sort of positive tone and, and accepting language. I mean, I always say to people, this is, this is one of the things that um, I, I struggle with is my inner critic is so fierce sometimes, you know, and I would never speak to someone else the way I speak to myself. But what you're saying is so true. It's about catching that thought, isn't it? Um, and, and, and catching it before it turns into a feeling, before it goes and can sit in your body and it becomes, it starts manifesting and it starts, you know, um, making you feel really down and, you know, it, it becomes almost like part of you. So catching those thoughts early on um, is, is so important. In the very first podcast I, I did, Marilise, um, it was called... Mastering the game of life is as simple as ABC. And the A stood for awareness, the B stood for beliefs, and the C stood for creativity. And, you know, at the time of speaking on this, on this particular episode, you know, we're just one episode short of a quarter of a thousand. In other words, 250. So, you know, here we are, 248 episodes later, and, and talking about the same thing, this recurring theme of what are we actually aware of? You know, we've already kind of flirted with that. Okay, I'm aware. Where's this dark thought come from? You know, that awareness, that's the starting point. And so what I'm trying to say, I suppose, is, you know, that, that simple ABC, you know, nearly a quarter of a thousand episodes later, it just seems to be coming back and back and back more and more, Marilise. And no matter what conversation I have with a guest around whatever topic, 
that very simple foundation of awareness, beliefs, and creativity, well, it's exactly that, in my humble opinion. It's it's a foundation that gets us onto, you know, being being a better version of ourselves. Have you got any thoughts around what I've just said? Absolutely, and I, I do. I do honestly believe in um, the the power of positive thought and how you can then manifest that in your life. You know, so um, absolutely. But you can't just have those positive thinking and positive affirmations without actually taking action, you know, and the whole, for me, creativity is all about taking action. It's all about what you create, you know, and, and what you manifest, because I mean, at the end of the day, um, you've got to take action. You've got to be productive, you know, to, to get the outcomes that you want. You've got to mm -hmm. do the work. You've got to show up. And, and ultimately, at the end of the day, you, you will only feel fulfilled if you do show up and you do the work. But there's an element for me around, you know, if you, if you, if you talk about mastering the, the game of life, there's an element of trust and surrendering that if you do show up and you do the work, that it will all work out as it's supposed to, to, to be. And um, I think what we struggle with in our day and age is, is the control. We want to control things so much, you know, mm -hmm. um, that we, we don't necessarily allow ourselves to breathe and just to be more <laughs> and to take things in and to allow, allow kind of um, things to, to assimilate. I think, I think, it's that sort of, and I think this is what what's made COVID. I think um, one of the one of the silver linings. I, I see lots of silver linings. I see lots of miracles with COVID, and one of the miracles I see is this absolute um, necessity to slow down and, you know, be more kind of um, tuned in with your thoughts and your feelings. So, of course, that's been a tough time for most people because people are running away from their thoughts and feelings most of the time because we're so busy, we just don't have the time to pay attention to it. So coming back to your point around awareness, you know, um, it's convenient because we could just, you know, put it in a box and carry on and deal with it later. But I think what, what, what this, this sort of the last three or four months, certainly for me, has done is to allow me to get really sort of introspection. That, that introspection piece for me has been so valuable um, and painful because it's, you've got to sort of, um, you know, really um, challenge how you talk to yourself and, and how you, um, how you, um, you know, turn turn those negative negative um voices into into something that's more positive and creative i love creative i mean i always say creative for me is um everything because you know what you say what you do it's everything that we create starts with a thought doesn't it absolutely yeah so here's a question for you then marilise um do you regard social media as a bully I mean, absolutely what you see on there is, is, is horrific. <laughs> um, but I think what, what I would always say is technology is, um, is there to enable us and to make the world a better place. But it, it's, it's all about how we utilize it. So how we, what we consume. So I think if I, if I answer that question just as a yes or no, I would say yes. Um, but with a but, you know, because I think, um, you know, the same, the same way you look at the dynamics in a personal relationship where the only way someone can bully you is you give, if you give them control, you know, over your thoughts and your feelings. And I think that's what that 
plays out the same way in social media is you give whatever you see, whatever you read, you consume it you, and you allow it to control your thoughts and your feelings. So, you know, how many times do you go into social media and it looks like everybody else is so pretty and everybody else is doing so, so well, you know, and everybody else is, you know, cause you only see people's perfect lives on social media, don't you? And it, it just makes you feel really low. And, you know, so I always say it's about how you use, use it, you know, and, and, um, and not kind of allowing it to become, um, uh, you know, sort of a something that you spend four hours and you have no idea what you've just done because you've just been in this kind of black hole, the social media black hole. Um, yeah, so it's it's oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, I was thinking more from. I mean, I agree with everything you've just said, Marilise. I was thinking from the perspective of, of say, the media generally. I mean, let's mm-hmm. strip away the modern day phenomenon that is called social media and look at the media in general. And this control, this manipulation that's been mm. that's been going on for well since time immemorial, because it's such yeah. a powerful, powerful machine, isn't it? And the way they try and influence and, and succeed in, in the vast majority of cases, as you say, it all comes back to that beliefs and thoughts scenario. But um, yeah. and, and the media, the, the scaremongering in the media, and the the false the false news as well, you know, so they don't necessarily tell us the truth. And I mean, it's bullying tactics, you know, it is bullying tactics. So I mean, I've, I've not necessarily thought about it um, like that until we've just mentioned it. So it's a bit of an aha moment for me. <laughs> um, but it is really, um, it is really about controlling the narrative. And, you know, that was one of the biggest tactics I've had with, 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 with my bullying situation was how this person was an absolute master at manipulating um, the narrative and controlling the narrative. And I use a phrase which I always say is kind of kissing up and kicking down. So, you know, how how incredibly good you are at controlling the narrative to your seniors and the board and, you know, the people that pay your check and make the decisions, but then how, how badly you treat the people that, you know, work below you and um, how you basically kick, kick them them down. So going back to the book, Marilise, um, RAW, is that an acronym for something? Yes, um, it is. It's a, a four-step process for having a difficult conversation. So as I said earlier, the whole um, ethos of the book, the whole spirit of the book is to encourage conversation and to have that difficult conversation. So it's a four pro- four-step process. So R stands for recognize, O stands for observe, A stands for assert or ask, and then the final R is for redirect. So you have to recognize the behavior. You've got to observe and you've got to stay present. You've got to listen. So don't don't allow yourself to be overcome with emotions, especially because often when when the the bully attacks, you know, it's it's a shock to your system. (laughs) So just observe and stay present. So that's all the inner game stuff, the recognizing the behavior and observing and staying present. That's all the stuff that happens inside you. Um, And then the the A and the R is all about the outer game. So the asserting, you know, this is how it makes me feel or asking, you know, help me understand how is this helping us to move forwards? And then the final R is about redirecting the conversations towards mutual outcomes. So it's not about you. It's not about me. It's not personal, but we're both working towards 
um, a mutual outcome, you know, of mutual benefit to both of us, win-win outcomes, I often call it. And so that's, that's where you have the conversation. And uh, yeah, so um, it's a simple acronym. I, I think, you know, once people have heard it once, it's easy to remember, but it's, it's in the in the in the proof is in the pudding in terms of practicing it you know um so many times i try it and then i'm not that successful especially when you're, you're dealing with a really really tricky or prickly bully <laughs> mm. um but but you know the more i try it the more i use it even in my personal relationships with my husband and my my children you know and my friendships um it's a very very effective way of communication Mm. Talking of communication, Marilise, I watched a video of yours, that, uh, which I believe is on YouTube, uh, with a gentleman called Simeon Quarry. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so this was all around um, the recent events um, in America um, and around Black Lives Matter. Um, so Simeon is um, a, a very dear friend. Um, and obviously was affected by by this um, personally you know because he is a black man and you know i just wanted to i wanted to understand better because i'm a i'm a white privileged you know uh grew up in south africa in the apartheid years so I'm very, very aware of my unconscious biases and, you know, the fact that I, I have gr grown up very privileged. And so I just reached out to Simeon. It was on the Friday evening. It's always a week um, after the whole George, George Floyd um, thing happened. And um, I just asked him, are you okay? And um, <laughs> he came back and he said, you know, obviously it's been a very tough week and trying to kind of come to terms with what's happening in the world. Um, and then um, he said, you know, if, if I'm trying to get the words out, but I'm, I don't know how to. So I said to him, why don't you and I just have a, a, a raw, honest conversation? So that Sunday morning we jumped on, um, on Zoom and we just started chatting, you know, and it was literally just coming from the heart. And he said how he felt and how he's experienced racism, which he um, akins to bullying. Um, so he's basically saying it is a form of bullying and how he's experienced bullying um, in his in his lifetime and um, and also touching on the inner bully because of course um, the impact it has on you is because you you start to believe that you know you've got to try and fit into society and you've got to fit in you can't stand out and um, you know so it was just a very very honest, uh, very raw conversation, and I've I've certainly learned a lot, and um, it's it's had a really positive response as well. So I think people appreciated us having that difficult conversation because it certainly wasn't easy, and there was no perfect way to have that conversation. I'm sure I said things that people um, <laughs> were cringing at. So. <laughs> What came through to me listening to that video, uh, watching that video, sorry, and listening to it as well, obviously, um, was this contrast on the surface of it between two key words. And it's interesting that there are, which is coincidence, that there are opposite ends of the alphabet. So the B for bullying at the beginning, at the other end of the scale, the V for vulnerability. I just, I, I suppose, begs the question, what is the dynamic? I mean, can we be vulnerable? Can we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, Marilise, if we are being bullied? 
because that relationship with with vulnerability this whole forgiveness um and letting go it's all tied in with that isn't it absolutely and i think vulnerability um is so when you are in a vulnerable position right so if you are being bullied and you're already in sort of victim mode you are very vulnerable um and the the dynamic there is that the other person is really controlling you and they are projecting their insecurities because ultimately a bully is deeply deeply insecure you know mm -hmm. so what they do is they make you feel the way that they feel deep down inside they don't necessarily know it or understand it but that's the reality of what's happening so in that context i think you know when you're in sort of that situation where you are the victim and you 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 are struggling because the person has control and power over you you know that's that's a very dangerous situation to be in you know and it's it's affecting your mental and your physical health so in that context you know we've we've got to get you out of that vulnerable vulnerable mode you know by you taking back your power but i think there's a different context to being vulnerable which is to talk about your stories and to share your vulnerability but you, you've got to share that from a place of strength and a place of you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this because I want to help other people. I want to make the world, you know, a kinder place because that's kind of my mission in life is to make the world a kinder place. Um, and, and that's why I'm sharing my story and being vulnerable, sharing my story and having difficult conversations, but I wouldn't have been able to do it in the state when I was the victim, if, if that makes sense. Mm, absolutely. And, I mean, kindness is your big thing, Marilise, isn't it? You know, from the chat uh, that we had initially and a bit of research I've done as well. I mean, kindness really is where your focal point lies, isn't it? Yeah, my latest, um, I, I, I've, I've sort of been going with Choose Kind um, and it's from the movie Wonder, you know, so if you have the choice between being right and being kind, you know, choose kind. Um, my latest thing is it's cool to be kind because <laughs> I'm just like, you know, it is cool to be kind. And, you know, why would you be, why would you be nasty to someone if you have the choice, you know, if, and if you make, and again, it comes back to awareness, Paul, it comes mm -hmm. back to that um, awareness that you have. So, you know, I want to be right or I want to be kind. And unfortunately, most people, you know, want to be right. And, uh, they choose that over kindness and yeah that's what i want to change it brings in another word as well doesn't it it brings in the word of courage because to have the awareness that you know maybe and i speak from experiences my own worlds uh, from the past is in tatters and it's about me and my cry for help and my projection of the darkness of the world what i what i used to term at the time Marilise is wearing dark sunglasses. I wore metaphoric dark sunglasses all the time in my life. So everything I seen was dark, was dismal, was desperate. And, and that was the reality of my world until I had the awareness to take off those sunglasses. And all of a sudden there was lightness and brightness and hope and joy. I mean, this so you mentioned the you know the covid scenario that's recently come uh, relatively recently coming into into our lives on a, on a obviously a world scale um 
I think that really has expanded our awareness, hasn't it? Beyond anything that we could have imagined. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, as I said to you, it's, it's magnified everything that was there before. And of course, before we could put it away in a box, we could deal with it later, we could run away from it. Now, we pretty much have to face the music, you know, and it's painful for a lot of people, you know, especially if you if you have those inner demons, you know, and those negative voices, you know, I, I, I use the analogy of Scar and Simba from The Lion King, you know, and I also write about that in my book and, and I describe this as the, the two sort of two sides of my brain, you know, in terms of, you know, the days that Simba, you know, is in control. It's, you know, I'm, I'm feeling confident and I am courageous, you know, I, I roar, you know, and I, I'm, a, I'm my authentic self, which is so important. But then there are those days, unfortunately, they're getting fewer and fewer, but there are those days still where Scar sort of creeps in and, you know, just, just makes everything dark, as you say. And, and again, it comes back to how do you catch, you know, Scar quickly enough so that you can say, you know, you're not real because you've mentioned this earlier, Paul, this is the fear-based response because mm. you, you make something real that's actually not real. False evidence appearing real. That's, that's the sort of the acronym fear, isn't it? So, yeah, so I think it's important, you know, um, that I think recognizing also within COVID, the whole COVID environment, I've, I've said so many times to people, it's okay not to be okay, but also to um, find the, the new rhythm, the new balance, the new daily habits, you know, and, and giving yourself the time to readjust into um, just a, a, a new sort of normal I want to ask you one final question. I mean, just on a creative note, listening to you speak there about Simba and Scar, just occurred to me that Scar is, you know, if we choose to reframe things, Scar is, um, is a different way of um, spelling ask. Same three letters, just a thought, but creativity. Um, so we have a choice, don't we? We can be Scar or we can ask. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> yeah, well done. That is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I want to, as, as I do with guests, Marilise, I want to ask you one final question um, as, as, we, uh, as we come to a close now. But before I do that, I'm going to ask you to share with us and listeners your contact details, uh, how people can reach out to you, how they can find out more about you. Thank you, Paul. Um, yeah, so I'm, I have a website, um, marilise-de-villiers.com. And um, I'm on all the main sort of socials. So I'm on LinkedIn um, and I'm on um, Twitter, Instagram and, and Facebook. So I use, I use my, um, my married surname as well. So marilise de villiers Basson. Um, not very consistently, but yeah, you might, you might just see um, three three um or two surnames so my my married surname is Basson so yeah if you if you type that in you know you should be able to find me yeah and uh happy you know always happy to um for you to reach out and and to have a conversation so if you do feel the need to to, to speak you know very happy to have the conversation um yeah you could also buy my book on amazon um so it's called Roar, as Paul said earlier, um, how to tame the bully inside and out. Superb. So the big question then, Marilise, the big question. I always finish off with guests um, on this um, 
this element of surprise and it's this i want you to imagine we're in the hotel on the bottom floor the ground floor there and we're just about the strangers to jump into the lift to go up to the next level and so we've got about i don't know 10 15 20 30 seconds maximum and i say hello marilise um very interested about what you said there when i heard you speak in the room blah 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 um by the time that lift gets to the next floor marilise what would be your one more than anything your one powerful message that you'd leave to the world the first word that comes to mind is permission and i think it's permission to yourself um, to to be you and to become your own biggest superpower um, at the end of the day you are enough you know and there is no other person on this planet like you and you if you give yourself permission to show up as you you can become extremely powerful superb Marilise, thank you so much for taking part, for sharing your wisdom, for giving us insights around raw, the recognise, the observe, the ask or the scar, depending which way you look at it, and the redirection. So um, all that remains now is to sign off, listeners, uh, the way we always do, by saying, remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. If you found it interesting and helpful, drop a line to Paul via paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have. He'd love to hear from you and he'd be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at www.paul-low.com. Remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts.